It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Big 12 Podcast. It is January 19th, 2021. On the show today, we discuss some Texas football notes with Patrick Kahn, talking about the staff that Steve Sarkeesian is assembling at Texas. But before that, we talk some Big 12 hoops Baylor takes down Kansas last night in a sonic blockbuster on ESPN. We'll talk about that and the weekend in Big 12 basketball as well. The rash of cancellations uh, that are, is really swarming over right now, the Big 12 conference. Uh, it's not enjoyable to see for us Big 12 hoops fans. And also, we hope the kids are staying safe. Before we get into it, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off on your next purchase. All right, let's talk some Big 12 hoops and the Texas Longhorns football staff that is shaping up right now. All right, let's do it. We had our first Sonic Blockbuster of the year last night on ESPN. And guess what? It featured two Big 12 teams. It was Baylor in Kansas last night. Baylor gets it done 77-69. to uh, the first note I want to make in this game, and I know somebody who, who used to be the significant other of one Connor Tehan, and this Connor Tehan fellow, let me tell you tell you guys something. He is a senior. Um, he played one minute. He hit one three, and it was at the buzzer to get Kansas the cover. If you had Kansas plus eight and a half, um, it got you a push. If you had Kansas plus eight, but I believe the line closed at around nine with our friends at Bet Online. Dot A-G, but Connor Tien getting the job done for us KU betters in last night's game. So it was exciting to see um, him get the job done. Speaking of exciting, we talked about Jared Butler all year and how he was a preseason All-American. He was Baylor's undisputed leader, the undisputed best player on the team. And he was coming off a 2-4-11 shooting performance against Texas Tech. And that's been the problem with Butler all season is that he go 11 for 17 against TCU for 28 points. But the game before that against OU, 2 of 10. 7 for 15 the night before, 6 for the night before. You know, he's had some games this year where he struggled from the field. And this is one of those star performances. Butler was 10 for 14 for 30 points. He had 8 assists. He was 7 for 9 from deep. A star performance. You know, just your team needing you in that spot. And he was able to pace Baylor in this game. Baylor, while they let it down to five in the second half uh, at one point, and they let Kansas back within seven later on in the game, he always had an option. And he was one of three Bears last night who were in double figures. Davion Mitchell and Macy Oteague also joined him. Baylor goes nine for 19 from three, which means uh, the rest of the team, guys, did not do 
as well as Butler did. They were two for 10 from the floor, or from deep rather, uh, outside of Butler, Baylor was. They shoot 54% from the floor. They go 12 of 13 from the line. They out-rebound Kansas. They have a plus six in that category. Uh, and also, too, you know, they were able to get 10 takeaways in the game. And Baylor only played eight players in this game. I, I think they were, you know, kind of showing you um, this is what it's going to look like when it comes to tournament time. The one guy off the bench I think shocked a lot of us was JTT. Jonathan Chamwa Chachwa last night, and I nailed that. I'm telling you guys, right there, I finally was able to nail that name. Uh, he played 23 minutes. He had two blocks, and his defense was astounding last night. The guy can guard on the perimeter and in the post. He is incredibly athletic, and he's only been playing basketball for five years. So the UNLV transfer last night was somebody who played a lot of good defense, and, and I think he's earning those minutes, and that's somebody that you're going to see you know, come – whether they actually have a conference tournament or not. Come conference tournament time, come NCAA tournament time, they're going to rely on his defense to see if they can shut down maybe the opposing team's best player. I don't think it's too much of an overstatement to say. For KU in this game, they were constantly behind. And I talked about it earlier this this year, and we also talked about some of Jesse Newell. Like, this group is this group's very talented. I just don't know if they have the horses to... I just don't think they have the horses like to get this thing done in March, like right now. I, I mean, maybe they can make an elite eight, and they hung very close tonight. But you know, they lost to Oklahoma State, and I lose this game to Baylor. And and, and look, they were close, but they just aren't deep enough, and they they're not well rounded enough to contend with the top teams this year. Um, I think it's pretty plain and simple. And Baylor last night, that wasn't their A game. But their defense was good enough in spurts to win them that game. And they were able to keep a talented team in Kansas off them long enough. Was that effort good enough to beat Gonzaga? I don't know. And, and I don't think it was Baylor's best effort. I think I also think you know that Coach Drew would say the same. 18 turnovers is not going to get it done against the top competition. But they beat a top 10 team. They beat them at home, albeit too. But that effort last night is is top five good, but Baylor is trying to find that top two good, number one in the country good form right now. And look, it's okay, it's a long season. I've mentioned how inconsistent their scheduling has been, so that's part of it too. But for Baylor, I think they're still trying to find a way to round into form. And while they haven't found it yet, I, I something else I talked about before too, this team being good enough, they, they've shown, the reason why number two to me right now is the fact that their A game, their B game, and sometimes even their C-plus game is good enough to beat other teams um, and sometimes top 25 good teams because of their defense, because of their scoring in different spots, and because of the way they can just kind of put the clamps on you for a short period of time. Whenever KU made a run, Baylor always had an answer. And part of having that answer is not just offense. It was the exceptional defense they were able to play on the other end of the court. Yes, Kansas went 10-19 from three. Yes, they shot 48% from the floor. But they didn't let them get to the line a ton last night. And also, Baylor's defense was able to turn them over um, 15 times and basically out-rebounded them as well on the defensive end of the floor. So that defense and their ability to have a player like a Jared Butler go crazy is what gives them an edge in this category. Something else we have to mention, the Big 12 guys. I mean, we look back to Saturday, and I'm, I'm trying to get a quick count right now, the number of games that we had canceled. 
I believe it was three we had on Saturday that were canceled in the conference. I'm going to double-check that uh, right now as we speak. Yep, three games, Iowa State, Kansas, TCU, West Virginia, and Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Those were all canceled. Tonight, we got Kansas State, no use. Not really a whole lot to mention there in that game, but Oklahoma State, West Virginia, canceled tonight. Tomorrow night, no games because Texas, Iowa State, Texas Tech, TCU, both canceled. And they've got nothing until Saturday, which it looks like TCU, Texas, yet, but it's been officially postponed because TCU is having some COVID issues. So right now we only have three games scheduled for Saturday, and I'm not even sure we're going to keep all three of those. So we're going to have to see. The Big 12 basketball schedule is something to keep an eye out on right now because uh, COVID's kind of ripping through the conference. Not anything you'd like to see. All right, we're going to take a break. we come back, we're going to speak with Patrick Kahn of Locked On Longhorns to discuss who Steve Sarkeesian is bringing in right now to fill up his staff. But first, a word from our sponsors. Today's Locked On Big 12 podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Are you guys ready for this weekend in the NFL? It is championship weekend. Also the NHL, the NBA, NCAA basketball, all going strong right now. There's only one place that you covered, one place that we trust, and that is betonline.ag. Right now, if you go to betonline.ag and you use that promo code LOCKEDON, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus upon your first deposit. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action right now. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Also, make sure you check out Locked On Bets. Your boy Q and Lee Sterling get you set every single day uh, for the best bets of the day. Wrong team favored, upsets, locks, the whole nine yards. Go check them out wherever you guys get your podcasts. All right, on to my conversation now with Patrick Kahn of Locked On Longhorns about the staff that Steve Sarkeesian is assembling on the 40 acres. All right, to talk about some uh, some Texas news, we have Patrick Kahn on. Uh, Patrick, thank you for joining us. Busy time on the 40 acres, right? The staff assembling for Steve Sarkeesian here uh, in a hurry. Yeah, it's uh, staffs going on. We're, who are the holdovers? Who are the new guys recruiting, uh, trying to wrap up the 2021 recruiting cycle with National Signing Day coming up on February 3rd, which is less than two weeks or right at two weeks. It's nuts right now uh, down to 40 acres. Obviously, the big news being, you know, Steve Sarkeesian coming over from Alabama to head over, take over and, and take as many of Saban's uh, assistants as he possibly can, apparently. Yeah. Because uh, he's taking a few Let's go with the hot news really fast because they've hired Pete Kwiatkowski, and we'll just call him Coach K because I, I we're all debating about how to, how to get his name. We'll get it right until but until we get the official pronouncer uh, in, the, in the Texas media guide or whatever where they they put out a statement. We'll just go with with Coach K. You tweeted the stats this morning. I mean, awesome defenses, and obviously Jimmy Lake is known uh, for being a defensive minded coach, and he had awesome defenses when he was DC at Washington. 
So I think this is a pretty good, pretty good get. It's it's a good a good coup. And and look, I, I trust guys who are from that defensive tree. Do you? Yeah, I think you look at that defensive tree, obviously, and and he's done a fantastic job. You know, you're talking about a guy who's a a career defensive coordinator. Like he gets up in the morning and this is all he thinks about is how do I slow down an offense. You know, and I was excited at first, and then some people go, oh, well, he's not really facing the level of Big 12 offenses uh, in the Pac-12, which I was like, did you not watch his defenses against Mike Leach at Washington State? Did you not watch his defenses against Graham Harrell at USC? He's, I'm not going to say he's facing them week in and week out, and, and, you know, it's a different level when you're going up against a Mike Gundy offense and Lincoln Riley, but let me just say, and this is what I'll say to that. He slowed down Mike Leach's offense amazingly. Where did Lincoln Riley learn that offense from? Oh, yeah, he was the wide receivers coach at Texas Tech where he learned offense from Mike Leach. Um, you know, I know he's done some enhancements, but let's let's not poo-poo this higher. It's great. Another thing is great. Since 2015, nine players from the Washington defense have been drafted in the first two rounds. Nine. So he's developing talent, and he's a really good defense coordinator. So I think I think it's a great hire. And the fact that Washington fans, media, and and players alike are freaking out that he's leaving for Texas tells me it was a good hire. Well, and and Jimmy Lake spoke about that several times. You know, he's like, look, I'll be honest with you, shutting down the air raid is not that hard for us because they do the same thing every single year. It doesn't change, and so we don't have to adapt much. And he goes, this is not a disrespect. And who just hired, you know, uh, which teams want to run the air raid? Texas Tech. Who just hired Sonny Cumbie away from Texas Tech? TCU. Who was a wide receivers coach under Mike Leach? Uh, Like you mentioned, Lincoln Riley. Which, you know, what? it's not, it's no secret. Like the, you know, as much running as we saw in the league this year, this is still a league that wants to spread it out and throw the football. Um, As much as we saw guys like Hall and Stevenson, uh, you know, and well, hopefully for, you know, Texas State, B. John Robinson, right? As much as we saw those guys take over, at least in the coaching ranks, there's still an emphasis on throwing the football. On, on, and a lot of that, a lot of throwing the football is running the air raid. So I think, you know, I think Coach K is, is well equipped to come over and with the talent that, tech, you know, granted, hopefully they have the talent, stop some of these, these defenses or offenses rather, and more importantly for Texas, be able to pitch to incoming recruits, hey, this is a place where you can develop. And like you mentioned, those nine players drafted in the first two rounds, you can become a guy who gets drafted because you and I both know the big problem that Texas is having is it's harder and harder now for them to sell recruits on you will get drafted because they're not having as many guys drafted as some of the other big powers in the country. Absolutely. I, I think you're dead on with that. Um, one recruit I was thinking of was uh, Tunmai Zosaley, who decommitted from Ohio State. He commits to Texas A&M. During his recruiting process, he said the reason why Texas wasn't on his list was he couldn't get to the NFL because they don't produce NFL talent. Mm. So this hire fixes that on the defensive side. Offensively, Sarkeesian fixes that on the offensive side. Right. Uh, especially if you want to be a quarterback. Uh, if I'm a quarterback and I'm looking for a team that needs a quarterback or, you know, where I think I can go and, and develop, Lincoln Riley's one. 
because obviously he gets his quarterback to the NFL. He also gets them Heisman's, yeah. or at least a Heisman finalist, which gets you to the NFL, right? And then and then you look at Sarkeesian, right? And not just quarterbacks, but look what he did for Najee Harris and, and Devonta Smith. And you could say, oh, he had all these weapons, yeah, but he had the system that nobody could stop, right? I mean, you saw it, and so I think you know they've kind of fixed that narrative, so to speak. Uh, because obviously under Tom Herman at Houston and Tom Herman at Texas, you're right. You weren't getting to the NFL. And if you did, you were a day three pick. These guys want to go first, second, third round. You know, that's where the money is uh, for the first, you know, first few years in the NFL. So I think that was massive. I think that's huge. And that's why I was excited about this hire uh, from Coach K as well as the Sarkeesian hires on the offense. More from my conversation with Patrick Kahn in a second, but first, a word from Built Bar. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. They've got 18 flavors, six new amazing flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry bar, chia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Those go along with their 12 original flavors, coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, toffee, almond, coconut, and peanut butter brownie. Really something for everybody. Those 12 original flavors... Six with nut, six without nut, all of them covered in chocolate. All 18 are covered in chocolate as well. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off on your next order. Once again, promo code LOCKEDON. You'll also have a chance to win a free cooler while supplies last. Once again, promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Make sure you guys also check out the other podcasts in our conference as well. You guys know the deal. We've got uh, Locked On Longhorns, Locked On Sooners, and Locked On Horn Frogs. Also, there's going to be a new one coming soon. Can't tell you guys what it is yet, but somebody's going to join us here in our Big 12 conference. We're going to add a new friend uh, into, into the circle of trust. Uh, you guys will be able to see who that is here in the coming days. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, back to my conversation with Patrick Kahn of Locked On Longhorns. Yeah, let's go to the offense. Uh, the, the big one is Kyle Flood, right? So Kyle Flood's going to be the offensive coordinator. Sark's obviously still going to call plays. But Flood's also going to be the offensive line coach. And I think that's something for Texas that's going to be very important, especially in the first couple of years of Steve Sarkeesian's run. Yes, it's going to take some time to build ultimately what he wants to build. But look, if they're going to run the football like everybody thinks they should next year, they're going to have to be elite up front and they're going to have to develop those guys up front. So I think it's another excellent hire. And, I, and I'm wondering – what do you think from what you're hearing and what you're seeing? What was the draw for Flood to leave a place like Alabama and go to Texas? Was it the fact that you have an opportunity now to, hey, we just want a title somewhere else? You can go and be a part of something special um, at Texas, you know, potentially turn that program around. Was it the fact that, hey, it's a new challenge, uh, you know, and also it's a, you know, it's a bump in position, right? Probably a bump in pay as well. What are you hearing on that front? about what attracted Kyle Flood to say, hey, I'm 
Coach Saban, thank you. I'm going to head over to Steve Sarkeesian, and we're going to we're going to do the damn thing in Texas. Well, first of all, Kyle Flood is loyal to Sarkeesian. Sarkeesian brought him into Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, he followed him over from Atlanta, uh, where they were with the Falcons, and so he, you know, he was loyal to him. But obviously, it's the bump in pay. It's uh, you know the promotion, so to speak, being the offense coordinator, and again, the loyalty factor. I think was a big part of it. And, and Kyle Flood is a good coach, and he's a pretty good recruiter. Uh, Texas fans would know that he was the recruiter that snagged away Tommy Brockermeyer and James Brockermeyer. You know, and, and it's interesting because he's been on the job for you know, a few days. He arrived in Austin on Thursday. <laughs> he's already offered the number one and number two offensive tackles in the 2022 class. What was interesting is these guys were not on the radar for Texas Longhorns before. Why, Herb Hand? Why did you not offer these guys? You may not have got them because obviously they've got a list. Uh, but especially uh, Gunner, which was the number two guy that they offered last night, he had Alabama in his top six. Jeff Banks was his recruiter along with Kyle Flood, mm. and so you know they're they're going to try and get into play with some of these guys, and I think they can because one of the things that Kyle Flood can say is that my offensive line just won the Joe Moore Award which is given to the best offensive line in the country. Now, do they have the guys that Alabama does? Not yet. You know, but I, I think that – I think what these hires have done, not just bring these guys in, there's a level of enthusiasm around Austin right now, around the 40 acres. And it's not just the players, you know, the fan base, the media, everybody's excited about it. And I think when you have that boost in, in uh, confidence uh, that they seem to have right now, you get that initial jolt in, in recruiting, and I think that's really where it's going to help them out. Now, the the thing is, they had that same thing with Herman when he first came in. He had two top three recruiting classes right off the bat, but he couldn't sustain it. That's the question. Can these guys sustain it once they get that initial jolt? What can you tell us about Jeff Banks and his decision to come over from Alabama to join Texas? Well, obviously, Jeff Banks has young children that live in Texas, so you know um, he got a bump in pay. Let's Let's be honest. He, he did get a bump in pay, but also he has young kids in the college, college station area where he used to coach and recruit for Texas A&M. He's really good in the southern Texas, Houston areas, so that's really going to help Texas in recruiting. Obviously, he was one of the top recruiters at Alabama. Again, bringing he brought in a lot of Texas talent to Alabama, and that's really – the big thing with Sarkeesian and bringing Banks over, which I think was great, was the fact that he wants to keep top talent in Texas. In order to do that, you got to have good recruiters. And seeing where Banks kind of was, uh, kind of his area being in Texas, I think that it it just made too much sense not to bring him over. And the fact that he did get a bump in pay, so smart move for him. Uh, what about the holdovers? Who is staying on the staff that was is from the staff before? And why are they staying? Uh, the guys that are staying are going to be, obviously, uh, Stan Drayton, which I thought was the most important uh, guy to keep, and that was for Bijan mostly, and the fact that he is a highly touted uh, running backs coach, and it helps him recruiting. So Stan Drayton will remain as the running backs coach. Not surprising. The other holdover was a little more surprising, and that was the wide receivers coach, Andre Coleman. Andre Coleman holding over, obviously, from the staff uh, from Herman. He was only here one year. 
His recruiting at wide receiver left a little bit to be desired. But here, here's the caveat to that. He was recruiting the way that Herman wanted him to recruit, so certain wide receivers didn't fit his mold. They wouldn't even talk to him. It's a little different with Sarkeesian because he doesn't run a standard offense. You know, you look at, oh, the X wide receiver, he needs to be 6'2", 6'3", 220 pounds. <laughs> Sark don't give a crap about that. Give me the three, four, five best wide receivers. Get them on the field. I will find a way to get them the ball. So it's kind of like they, they take that mold out, and I think they kind of took those barriers off like, okay, Coleman, now just go out and get the best wide receivers you can get is kind of how they're looking at it. And Sark will figure out where to put them. Yeah, that seems to be a smart decision. I mean, you watch those offenses. Like Devontae Smith is not some physical specimen, right? He, you know, people have, there's a lot of jokes and memes and stuff on Twitter of him looking nerdy. And it's like, you know, he just, he's going off on everybody. It doesn't really matter. So uh, for, for them, it seems, it seems to be, uh, that seems to be a good strategy. Just go and get whoever. Are there any, what positions are missing? And is there anybody who's been targeted for any of those spots? I know you and I had mentioned linebackers as we kind of uh, were discussing before the podcast. Right, so they it seems like they have their staff pretty much in hand now that they have a defense coordinator. The only thing that I would look at, because uh, Coach K is kind of a defensive line guy, outside linebacker, I think they're going to need an inside linebacker coach. Unfortunately, Coleman Hutzler uh, looks like he's leaving for Ole Miss, uh, and so uh, they're, they're going to have to find a linebacker's coach on the inside, I believe. I haven't heard any names yet, but... Uh, I will be doing some digging now that we kind of got the defensive coordinator in tow. We know who's going to be calling the plays, what the defense is potentially going to look like. And so now we got to find out, is he going to coach inside linebackers as well, or are they going to go outside to find another one? Which I I think the latter. I think they're going to look outside. All right, Patrick Hahn, where can people find you and your work? Uh, Locked on Horns podcast, Locked on Horns on Twitter. Monday through Friday right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. And also check out my work at longhornswire.usatoday.com. Awesome. Patrick Kahn from all those places. Thank you for your time. Thank you. All right. That will do it for the show today. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at Josh Neighbors. Follow the show at LOBig12. And until tomorrow, stay safe. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day